It is time for your favorite Android podcast from the crew of blindandroidusers.com. Kick back, relax, and enjoy another fine episode from these Google fanboys and gals as they navigate Android from a blindness perspective. And now, here are your hosts. Hello, and welcome to episode 114 of the Blind Android Users Podcast. We are recording today on February 11, 2023. I'm Warren Carr, along with my great, wonderful co-hosts. We got John Dyer, Fee Dunn, Doug Cameron, Austin Pinto, and a special guest, Ken, who's going to be talking about his Android journey story. Coming up in this episode, we've got the usual announcements. Austin will bring us those announcements. Then, of course, we're talking today about the Android 14 DP1 Developer Preview 1. That is followed by its cat UI, the Xiaomi Mi UI that I call the cat UI. Thereafter, we have the app of the week, and then we have John's talkback highlight, and we close today's episode with our Android journey story from our friend Ken. Folks, welcome to episode 114. John, let's start there with you in Virginia land. How is that girl doing? She's good. It got uh, warm for a couple of days and we went for a few walks and played in the backyard a lot. Um, but pretty typical week, of course. I finally got around to installing Android 14 yesterday. And I was going to ask you, did you bake an upside-down cake in celebration of Android 14. You know, I thought about asking my wife to do it, but she was so busy yesterday. Now, frankly, I would have, and we could have had a picture of it up there just for giggles. But, uh, <laughs> sorry, maybe we'll have to do it when it's in the beta phase in April. So I'm going to have Julia uh, keep that thing in her calendar. Sounds good. Austin, what's going on? Nothing. Uh, Mumbai is getting hot, very hot, and um, nothing much is going on other than that. Well, something going on, Austin. You just turn a page. You turn a yeah. new leaf. And, uh, you know, happy birthday to Austin. Uh, I don't know that if we would be taken down if we sing a happy birthday, but you know, in our hearts, we're singing happy birthday. You know, Austin just turned, what, 22 this last um, this last few days? When was it? It was on the uh, 9th, right, Austin? Yeah, it was on the 9th. And so happy birthday to Austin. Thank you so much for sharing that birthday cake that I didn't get. I think I was led to the party. No, it was a very heavy cake. So it, it was heavy cake. So we didn't. Yeah. Uh, it was too difficult it, it to transport. It could not reach the US. Yeah. No, it, it was too heavy. Doug, what's up there, my man? Ah, uh, not too too much. Just keeping it busy, dealing with the the lovely melt freeze process that we tend to go through every year. So yeah, it's not too too bad up here. Wonderful. Fee girl. Hello. Um, yeah, uh, it's been coldish weather this week, but we've had quite a lot of sunshine until today. Uh, we didn't have sun today. Um, I've done something annoying to my shoulder. 
so I'm slightly kind of a bit grumpy. Uh, nothing terrible. I just I just went to bed and woke up in the morning and ha- had hurt my shoulder. <laughs> I don't even know how you do that. There we go. Um, so I'm slightly grumpy, but other than that, so I'm the joy of good. getting old. Don't worry, it happens oh, to me too. Cheeky, cheeky, cheeky. Ah, oh, you just wait, you just wait, Doug, till it's your turn, and then we'll mock you. <laughs> you can mock me now. Hell, I can go to bed and wake up in the morning and be hurting like hell. So, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> well, See, yeah, it's it is annoying. Called, it is called, you need a hobby. That's what you need, my dear. Yeah. I'm, um, but it's nice and warm in bed. I don't know how what I did to my shoulder. What on earth I was dreaming about? Goodness me! Maybe mm, I was running away could be or doing something. Your massage where you hurt, but you know these things happen to us. Frankly, I've woken sometimes, and I just realize I don't know how I hurt myself, but it's there. <laughs> it's really annoying. So yeah, so that was an, an annoying thing this week. But other than that, um, it's, otherwise. This week's been uh, not too bad. So, yeah, so that's good. Wonderful. And I didn't get any of Austin's cake either. No, uh, Austin no. was a little bit selfish. Austin wanted all the cake. It was too heavy. But to no, be it fair, was it, was his, it was food. Well, yeah, it was his birthday, though, to be fair to Austin, you know. Yeah. And when we get to June, when it's my birthday, will I be sending you my cake? Mm. I love well. it. Don't know yet. I have to. You have to wait and see. Well, Ken, I know you're going to be talking to us about your Android journey story. But how are you doing? Uh, where are you coming to us from? Are you in uh, what part of the country? I'm in Texas. Welcome. Is it cold or is it nice? Uh, it's probably nice. I don't know for sure. Like. The only thing I can see is light. I can't see anything other than that. Well, thank you so much. Let's turn our attention now to announcements. Austin, standing by with some announcements. Uh, Austin? So this week, our YouTube channel hit 850 subscribers. We are currently at 856. So thanks to everyone that subscribed and shared the video with others. And uh, maybe thanks to Fee also for uh, promoting on ACB Radio. Apart from that, OnePlus launched its OnePlus 11 phone. The phone is similar to OnePlus uh, 10. And it does not have much of color OS, luckily. They're still on Oxygen OS. The boxing of the phone, unboxing of the phone is similar to OnePlus 10. There is a phone, there is a 100-watt charger, there's a card with SIM ejection pins and the standard documentation, the red cable club and the uh, red USB cable. And the phone comes with a Snapdragon 802 second gen and a 5-inch screen and all that. So... And also the Realme Cola phone that I was talking to you about last week, branding with Coca-Cola has been launched. So that's from the news, if anyone wants to add anything. Well, that sounds really great, Austin. 
um, I was very lousy at math. So at 856, does that leave us with 140-something to get to 1,000? Yeah, 144. There we go. I told you I was lousy at math. Uh, <laughs> so really, we want to thank you guys that have subscribed and have brought us this far. And so, like I said, make Austin's dream come true by taking us, crossing us over to that 1,000 mark. And we're looking forward to that. Let's do it between now and April, shall we? So that when we talk about the first Android 14 beta, we'll be talking about the 1,000 mark of YouTube subscribers of BAU. So if you're hearing us, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Austin loves it when you guys do it. And we all do that. We all do. We love you guys subscribing because then it says we have listeners out there. Thank you so much. And subscription and is free. Subscription is free, so there's no need to... Uh, pay for subscribing and also once you subscribe there'll be a notification bell which will be saying personalize so you click on that and change it to all so that you will get the notifications of all the new videos that we post and warren speaking of math um should we just call the one plus 11 12 is that how that works yes 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 we should i think okay. we should because you know what if they're skipping the T uh, model this year or whatever, I think that's one plus 12. <laughs> yeah, let's stick to arithmetic. Arithmetic. Let's not go into algebra. We don't want that T in there. See, this is why I have a problem. When you have letters in math, I thought that math was all about numbers. But then when I hear all these XYZs and the Ts, uh, ay, 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 I'm lost. And the most sad part is they have removed the IP67, 68 certification. There's no wireless charging. So all of that has been kept for the OnePlus 11 Pro model, which will be somewhere maybe at the second quarter or towards the end of the year. Does that mean that um, because it's got it's not got that water resistance thing anymore, does that mean you can't yeah. spill coffee all over it? But you, no, but you if it's got the tea, coffee. can you can you spill tea on it? Would that be all right? <laughs> I don't think. <laughs> and also, also OnePlus has made it super confusing. So if you buy the 128 GB of the phone, you will get an older version of UFS storage. But if you buy the 256 uh, version or 256 gigs of the phone, you will get the latest UFS storage and the latest version of RAM that is LPDDR. 5x will be in both the variants so that is very confusing the listeners they're if they're taking buying, a, a page out of samsung's book there. yeah samsung did the same thing yeah so if the listeners are buying i would say, uh, recommend that you go for the 256 even the older version is not that bad but uh, it's better to go for the latest one well what that does is that it actually confirms the word on the street that the ufs 4.0 does not support 128 it has to be 256 and this is why we were talking the last time that if one does not buy that samsung thing and you get it later on and you get the 128 you're not going to be getting the current uh you know st storage system you will be getting the previous version so that really confirms that 
But you know what I don't like about OnePlus, though, is that they're still very stingy uh, when it comes to storage. And I think they're the only company now that is kind of just so bent on that 256. Do they have a 512? I don't think they do. No, I've not heard of them. No. And I don't know what the deal is with OnePlus. You are not giving people an SD card, and yet you are not bumping up the storage. So what's the deal? OnePlus, I'm looking at you, man. This is one of the things or one of the reasons why I'm not enthused by OnePluses. I'm sorry. They have also launched the OnePlus Pad, which is a tablet, Android tablet. So if anyone wants, they can go for that. Actually, isn't it called the OnePlus Pad? Did you say Pad or did you say Tab? Yeah, it's called OnePlus Pad. Okay, yeah. It's a Pad. So maybe I put it on my table and like a table pad or, you know, mouse pad, something uh, paddy. (laughs) No, Warren, in your house, it would go on your desk. And then about two years later, you'd try this thing out. Oh, how long has that been there? And everyone else has moved on. They've brought out the... I don't know, the OnePlus 10 pad or something, and you're still using this old one because you've forgotten it's on the desk of doom. <laughs> <laughs> Where no, your frankly, parcels just sit for ages and you don't even notice they should come. <laughs> if it's too flat, then probably I will forget it's there and maybe use it for a mouse pad. Uh, there's not a lot of Android tablet uh, out there. I'm not sure if Samsung makes them, Lenovo makes them. Uh, I don't think HP makes any. Yeah, I wish there were more. I so especially like around the eight inch. There's like no eight inch size uh, Android tablets that are good. Like you mentioned, Lenovo makes them, but I think they have an M8 that's like, man, that thing's old. I think it's running Android 10, and like the only eight inch tablet Samsung makes is. The lower end um, tab A7 light, I think it is. So yeah, I, I wish there were. I mean, Samsung is with the larger, more premium tablets. They're like basically dominating the Android tablet market. But I wish there was. I wish we had a little more to choose from in that area. Yeah, I don't know why they've stopped doing that. Really, maybe they weren't selling very well. I'm not sure. Or maybe it's because quite a lot of people. Um, <laughs> attach their android phones to their computers now and then my mum got a new computer and she's she's done that um i mean for me i'm not bothered because i don't see the screen anyway but i guess if you can and you've already got a computer maybe you would just do that but um, you used to have a seven inch galaxy pad at one point the g-pad Spin off of the yeah, there used to be a lot more, didn't there? There used to be a lot more tablets yeah. than what they, what you can get now. Strange. Well, in reality, we still have a, a boatload of uh, tablets. It's just that sometimes there are a lot out there that we don't know about because, I mean, heck, uh, Walmart even has its own tablets, you know, the on or and, and tablets. And, yeah. and we have some of those from Realme or Apple and, and things like that. It's that a lot of these things sometimes are in China. They're not here. Yeah, uh, so they're, we don't they're not necessarily high-end high end ones, really, though, are they, necessarily? They're not, and they're not promoted very well. Whereas if you're, if you're in the Apple side of things, they're always doing new iPads, and um, it's, it's strange, strange. Um, the, the S series of tablets 
that Samson does. I have a friend on Discord that got the S8 Ultra, I think, a 14-inch Android tablet that when connected to the magnetic keyboard, it can be used as a sort of Android laptop. That's a thing. Now we are turning on to the spotlight segment. And today, of course, we're talking about the Android 14 developer preview one. And that's the subject. That's the focus of today's episode. John, we're talking about that first preview of Android 14. And my gut feeling came through, you know, because I remember when we were talking some weeks ago and I was saying my gut feeling says it's going to be the week of February 6th and up. And sure enough, it showed up because I think what probably uh, gave Google that is because they had that search seminar that they were holding. And then uh, there was Samsung Unpack back on the first. And so Google believed it should have the next uh, stage. And so here we are with Android 14 DP1. And today, we're going to talk about what is there and what is not there. As we know, all these things are not necessarily um, like big, major changes. They're not major earth-shaking changes. Rather, these are just iterative uh, changes or, you know, perfection of some features that were supposed to be there in the previous OS iteration and didn't make it through. So now we get to see those uh, in this uh, new OS iteration. And that's what this is about, or, you know, perfecting some of the things. John, what's some of your favorite stuff or that you've seen so far or read about so far uh, on the Google blog about these new changes that we have? You have installed it on your device, as you indicated earlier, right? Yes, I have installed it. I installed it yesterday. And to be honest, I have not noticed anything different. Um, But, you know, I did read over the blog, and I guess the thing that interested me the most was the sort of smart um, font sizing. You know, I think that would go uh, a long way to helping uh, low vision people um, there's a just to give an example of it. I think the uh, scaling for the font size now in Android is if you make any text larger, it makes all the text larger. But now they're sort of there's an option to do it. Let it choose like it'll just scale up the smaller fonts instead of making the bigger fonts also larger. So it kind of will make all the fonts large without making it so ridiculously large that it messes up the formatting. And stuff like that. So I think that will probably come in handy, although I haven't seen it in action yet. Now, here's what really is happening, too. Um, I think one of the biggest highlights is the fact that any apps that are, you know, targeting uh, API 23 will not be allowed to be installed anymore. However, if you have that already installed and you do the upgrade, it's going to be there. For example, 
I tested eloquence on my 5A, and sure enough, it worked. Now, I believe, however, that if I did a factory reset, probably that thing is not going to come back or whatever the case may be. Uh, of course, it's not going to work on my 7 Pro because um, we had indicated out here that it didn't work on the 7 Series, Pixel 7 Series, even on Android 13. So there was no need to even try to see uh, if it will come back there. Another thing that I really like, John, is the fact that you mentioned that font resizing, because you know what? It is good for people who have a little bit of a sight, and most especially if you're going to be using magnification, I think it will help in some way uh, so you know exactly what you need and what you don't need and things like that. But for me, I think the one that excites me the most is the background uh, apps that you can remove or, you know, what people or some people would like to call bloatware, you know, so your carrier installed other things that you are not, you know, keen on and or maybe your phone comes with Netflix, for, for instance. I do not use Netflix. So if my phone comes with Netflix, I want to be able to uninstall that and all of that. So Google is now making it possible to be able to uninstall uh, what people refer to as bloatware or apps that you don't want, and they put in there. If you remove them, it's not going to hurt your device. And this is something we've been asking for. And we want it to be like Windows, where if you get a new computer and they're all McAfee, this and that. Does anyone find McAfee very annoying? I do find it annoying. And it's the first thing I try to get rid of yeah. on <laughs> I actually consider it, I actually consider it malware. Like it's, it's on my computer. I don't want it there. It bogs down my resources. Like it, it, I think it is a virus. It calls itself antivirus, but I don't know. Yeah. You don't need that. It's, it's, (laughs) um, it's, it's, um, yeah, it's awful. And nowadays, I mean, you, you have, you have, um, what you call it? Um, Windows Defender. Windows Defender. Need, yeah, yeah exactly. you, don't, you don't need it. You don't need it. But one thing like I need to some... correct. Mm-hmm. One thing I need to correct you, Warren, that you said that eloquence works if you install it, but if you do a factory reset, it will not come down. But actually, the flash tool wipes your phone because it lo- unlocks the bootloader and it relocks. And every time it unlocks and relocks, your phone actually does a factory reset. So. I think elegance will come down still. Uh, well, someone will have to try it to be sure, because I know it's there on my 5A, and it yeah, actually Yeah, because worked. sure, the flash tool un- uh, wipes your phone. So you do a factory reset when you upgrade, anyhow, whether you want to know, there's no alternative. Yeah, so basically, if you already have it there, it's going to work. But if I, say, I go out, and try to install it, maybe it's not going to work. Maybe, and if you try that. We'll have to try it. Austin, you have your 4A uh, or 4A. No, no, you have the 6A, right? Yeah. Can you can you try that and see what happens? But I've not I'm purchased really Eloquence. Huh? I've not purchased Eloquence. Oh, you didn't purchase Eloquence. No. Okay. You know what? Well, I can try it on my daughter's or my kids' uh, other kids' uh, phone because. How about Warren? Just give Austin your password for your Google account. Let him log in and try it out. <laughs> yeah, 
I can do that. Yeah, then the next thing I know is I have a $500 bill. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, he's, okay, you're going to so, get, cat, so, get catfished somehow after that happens. So I think Warren does not trust me on the podcast crew. Very good. <laughs> I need to sign out of here. Because <laughs> I know what he's going to do. He's going to just try to stick it to me, you know. Here you go, sucker. <laughs> <laughs> Hell, install all the premium apps you can find. Uh-huh. <laughs> wow. But yeah, it's interesting to see that. Now, another thing, though, that Google has made changes uh, with DP1. And I do want to mention here that a lot of these things are hidden behind the developer um, options. And because they are not yet quite live yet. And that's why you're not seeing those things in there. You have to actually uh, go through and turn some of these things on, or they are just codes that are there, but haven't yet uh, come to the forefront yet. So uh, I think between now and the first beta, we'll see some of those things uh, come uh, to fruition. So we'll see what happens in the next uh, developer preview. But Another thing that I like has to do with the better uh, battery management or battery um, showing you the stats on the battery. It's, it's there in Android 13, but it's a little bit better now on Android 14. The next one is that better support of dual SIM or eSIM. If you have two of them, for example, it will auto switch you to the one that has a better connectivity. So I'm out there uh, in the Mojave Desert and I got two SIM cards and the primary one is not working well. It will auto switch me to the one that is better and without me needing to do anything. So I think I really like that tech. I know that Fruitvale has something like that, but not like it's only on voice, but this one is both voice and data. So it's a beautiful thing to see Google doing that. Now, I found a major bug on Android 14 developer review. And of course, there's going to be bugs because this is the first developer preview. So if anyone has Pixel, whatever phone, and their only phone, I would not recommend you to flash. So the bug is, I don't know what other watches, but if you format your Galaxy Watch 4, be it classic or the uh, normal one, and if you, to set up the watch, you have to open the Galaxy Wear app, and if you try to connect it to your phone via Bluetooth, the app will just say connecting your watch will get the code, your phone will get the code, you'll have to confirm at both the places. And the Wear app will just time out saying fail to connect. And this I've tried a lot to do. The only way to make it uh, work is you have to pair your watch and your phone like as if you're pairing a normal Bluetooth device without using the Wear app like as if you're pairing some headphones or something. And once your watch connects to your phone using the normal Bluetooth method, you can continue the setup of your watch in the Wear app. Another bug I found, which is not major, is that the phone restarts whenever you plug it into the charger. That is the problem. And I found a workaround for Google Pay, especially you don't need to install Google Wallet. If you install Google Wallet, it will not work. You need to open the Play Store and add your account directly because if you add your card, it will say it's not available for store payments or whatever. 
I've added my account and I've transferred money to people and received and I paid in stores and it all works. So you don't need to install the wallet app. If you open up the wallet app that comes with the phone, I know I tried it. It's just not going to work. And I've read on the subreddit, the Google subreddit page also, uh, the wallet right now is not working. So if that's your primary method of payment, you probably uh, shouldn't be running this developer uh, preview. Another thing that I like about this is app cloning. So in other words, Samsung, I think, has this for a while now to where if you have two accounts, you can clone use the same app, especially say, you know, Telegram or WhatsApp, you could be able to use uh, two on two different accounts on the same phone. In other words, you are able to clone that particular app to use on the separate profiles. Moving along, let's talk about the keyboard support. There's a better keyboard support now, and especially because of the tablets. And of course, we do realize that Google is going to be bringing their own tablet this year. And so no wonder they have a better keyboard support. And those of you that like keyboards, I think this is probably going to be something that revolutionizes um, how we use the keyboard. We have maybe better support than what we had before. And so, as I say, though, a lot of these things are not yet live, but these are harbingers of things to come, and we'll see what happens between now and the first beta, which would be arriving sometime in April. Is there anything else that uh, fascinates you here, John? Or else, uh, my disappointment, which follows last year's developer preview, is the fact that we didn't see any new talkback. And prior till then, we used to have a new talkback. I remember in Android 12 and Android 11, they came with a new talkback, but not Android 13 Preview 1 and Android 14 Preview 1. I think for Android 13 Preview, we didn't see a new talkback till I think it was the first bit of Android 13. Does yeah, anyone fact, remember that? Yeah, in fact, this didn't even ship with 13.1 it it came with 13.0 and i had to upgrade to 13.1 from the play store that's not very good exactly so i think google is slouching uh google if you're listening this is no bueno frankly this is no bueno it's a shame um i'm a water carrier but i think i'm gonna let that water leak uh, <laughs> i'm not happy with what is going on uh, going back to Android 13, why on earth would you not put a new talkback on there? That's absolutely stupid. Yeah, and I just want to re reiterate what you guys were saying um, earlier. Do not install this on your phone if it's your only phone. You know, if you have another phone lying around that you don't use as your daily driver and you just want to see if you're curious, you know, that's fine. But this is going to be very buggy because it's the very first um, version of you know it's it's only meant for developers basically just to see if their apps work it's not meant to be used as somebody's phone so um you know i've i've even come across a bug i was telling you guys earlier that you know where my home screen just all my icons just disappear until i restart my phone so that's not not something you want to be dealing with trust me yeah so see then, i i don't experience that on mine for some reason as we were 
uh, talking earlier, John, and I don't know what's going on. It's This is odd um, that you're experiencing that. I have it on two phones. I have it on my 5A and then on my uh, 7 Pro. And I didn't see my icons disappearing. But if you don't have another phone, probably it may not be a wise thing to do, even though I have it on my uh, primary phone. I haven't uh, come across any major bugs uh, that would uh, make me run back yet. I know that the uh, wallet, the Google Pay is not working, but I don't use that all the time. So I'm not worried about that. But Everything else, even including some of my old apps, are working. And besides, faithful to myself, did a factory reset after I updated. So um, I see that my apps are working. There's some that I haven't tried yet. For example, I haven't tried my PayPal and my banking app yet. But if those fail, of course, I have another backup phone that I could use. So I think the word here is probably if you don't have more than one phone, uh, don't do it or don't put it on your primary one unless you're a knucklehead like me. Austin? Now, Android 14 has got a name. It's called Upside Down Cake. So I think what must have happened, apart from there is a dessert called Upside Down Cake, someone at Google must have baked a cake and lifted the cake up. And it was very heavy and they threw the cake down. It fell upside down and they, they all said, okay, let's set the name of Android 14 as Upside Down Cake. Any comments? I've so, actually never had an Upside Down Cake. Has anybody here had one? I know there's a pineapple no, Upside Down Cake. I, yeah, I think I've had that. I've had the pineapple My wife makes one. those. Yeah. Pineapple Upside Down Cake is amazing. Yeah. Nice. I'll have to try. You know, like I said earlier, I think I'm going to have Julia make one uh for the first beta in April, and um, we'll take a picture of it and put it alongside with our logo, just something that's stupid, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so hang on, upside down cake is what they're calling this thing. Yeah, it's the dessert yeah. uh, nickname for it. You but know how the they... last one was Q, wasn't it? Tiramisu, it was T. Tiramisu. Did I, how did I miss them? The, oh dear! Can we edit this bit out? <laughs> because, because you are busy in Fruitland, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. I, She's, she said Can there's we... only one dessert, and it's an apple turnover. Yeah, oh. it's an apple turnover. Thank you, actually, John. I, I actually really. What was the S one then? <laughs> Strawberry cheesecake or something? Which one? The S one was. S, uh, what was that? What was the S? Do you remember, John? No, I don't. Uh, Doug, what was uh, Android S? What was I it don't called? even remember. No, I, I just called it twelve. Guys. Android twelve. Well, that's the thing. I didn't ten, know they were still giving them ten, like, well, these they do in, names. Internal co- code names, yeah. But yeah, I don't. Remember I don't remember. And I don't know what dessert begins with Q anyway. Yeah, that's why they started being like, okay, let's just do Android ten because we don't want to think of what <laughs> starts with Q. <laughs> I just did a search and it's Android Snow Cone. What, is mm. it, what even is That's a good. snow cone? Exactly. That's it. what it was. Snow Cone. Never Thank heard you so of it. much. Now, there are some more things there in that first preview, uh, but these are some of the major highlights. And well, another thing is that now you can separately reset Bluetooth and, and Wi Fi separately. Like if you go to the uh, 
uh, network reset or system reset and all of that. Uh, like I said, there are a lot of things under the hood that are not yet uh, here yet. So we'll see what happens with the next um, iterations of the OS as we move on. And of course, we'll report about those on here. Wait, can you not do that now? A lot of those things are not live, but they are there. And you have to go out of your way to uh, make them work. And even if you try to make them work, they may not work, right? So they're like Chrome flags that you will find on Chrome. So things to come, they're there. Okay. And chugging along, we now have its demonstration of the cat UI. That's the Xiaomi Mi UI that I call the cat. Uh, so here's a demonstration of the CAD UI in the event that you're planning on getting a Xiaomi phone. So things you need to know and then determine as to whether or not you're going to get a Xiaomi phone or not. So here is it demonstrating the CAD UI. Hello, everyone. This is Ed Green, and I'm going to talk to you a little bit about MIUI today. I'm going to talk to you about the recent Xiaomi phone I bought, show you the MIUI settings app, and then show you how you're going to want to disable uh, one of the inbuilt Xiaomi apps, uh, which will cause you to get a lot of spammy ad-related notifications. So I've been interested to try Xiaomi phones for a little while. I had seen that they offered fairly good value for money compared to some of the competition. Uh, the hardware specs looked kind of interesting, and it was a, a version of Android which I needed departed quite a long way from stock, so I was interested to see how it, how it worked with TalkMac uh, in particular. So towards the end of last year, I bought a Xiaomi 12T Pro. Um, I, I've seen this described online as, as, as a flagship killer. So, so it's slightly better than mid-range, but it's not quite uh, a flagship. It does cut some hardware corners, and I'll talk to you a little bit about the phone now. So performance-wise, it's very good. It's got the Snapdragon 8 Plus 1 uh, uh, processor, uh, so nice, fast uh, processor. Has 120 watt uh, charging, which I really like. It charges in under half an hour to 100%, which I think is pretty pretty amazing. And it has a 200 megapixel main lens camera. So some nice things to like about the hardware. It's a big phone, sort of 6.7, 6.8 inch uh, screen, something like that. So if you like your big phones, uh, you're in luck here. Where it cuts compromises on the hardware, uh, it, it's got a plastic frame. Uh, it doesn't use Gorilla Glass Victus, it's using Gorilla Glass 5. And it has a very low IP rating, meaning that it's splash resistant only. So don't go dropping it in a litre of water for half an hour. It's not going to do very well. But if you're not bothered about that, then, you know, it does have some nice performance. It performs really well, uh, very fast. Uh, I, I have a Sony Xperia 1, uh, 3 as well, uh, and it's, it, it's faster than that. Um, I don't know, that's there, something I like about the Sony, something I can't quite put my finger on. I, I like the build quality of it, but I certainly like the Xiaomi for performance. 
And there's a lot to like about the operating system too. So it's running MIUI 13, which is based on Android 12. That's a bit disappointing because the phone was released late last year. Uh, it's it's a 12T series, which isn't quite, you know, it's not quite the Xiaomi 12 Pro, but nonetheless, uh, Xiaomi used to be very quick at updating their operating systems. They seem to have fallen by the wayside a little bit. Uh, it will obviously get Android 13, which I'm guessing will be MIUI 14, but currently it is on Android 12 and that's what it's shipped with. Um, one thing I noticed immediately about the phone is it, it's quite aggressively secure. So it's not just relying on Play Protect. Uh, and if you you know you look at the, the the independent lab that score these security solutions, you know you can draw your own conclusions about how effective Play Protect is. But uh, it has a much uh, more aggressive uh, security suite front and center. So whenever you go to install an app, even from the Play Store, it will scan that app, and you will get a little pop up telling you that the app is secure, and it will have an open button, uh, have a settings button, so you can control what that security software does um, it seems to ship with a vast virus definition files as far as i've been able to gather looking at the various privacy policies and stuff you're required to sign up to so it uh, really is front and center if you're changing a setting that it doesn't think you should it's really going to warn you about it it's not just this might be harmful you'll get several are you sure's and this is very bad little danger icon um, so yeah it's it's trying to make sure that you know what you are doing from a security perspective whether you like that or not i guess that that's personal preference um i i, I do have third-party security apps on my phone because I don't happen to rate Play Protect particularly highly. I also uh, install a lot of external APKs. So for me, having having a third-party security app on my phone is something I tend to do anyway. With the Xiaomi, you don't need to. Uh, it's got one. It's got one built in. It has an uh, under-display uh, fingerprint sensor, which is very, very snappy, um, uh, which, which again, uh, functions quite well. Uh, and with my phone, as with quite a lot of the Chinese phones, certainly OnePlus do this, you get a free case and you get an inbuilt uh, film screen protector. So not tempered glass, you might want to do something about that. I have one of those folio cases anyway uh, on most of my phones, so I'm not bothered. Uh, you know, it's, it's a wallet-style, book-style case, so the uh, lab as a cover closes over the screen anyway so i haven't replaced the um the film screen protector with tempered glass so the first thing i'm going to do is i'm just going to take you through the me ui settings app i'm not going to go into each settings category but i'm just going to show you what's there it is quite different um i like the fact that some of the settings are a little bit more exposed than they are on uh, uh stock android you're not required to delve several levels deep to get to settings you might uh quite like to access quickly so let's do that 1056 device locked fingerprint scanner device unlocked chrome so I'm going to open the settings app. Fog mob. Settings. 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 Out of list. Uh, and let's see what we've got. Search. Search settings. That's fairly typical. You can, you can search for a setting on here as you can uh, on most versions of Android. About phone. Miley Global 13.0.11. And list. System apps updater. Security status. So right at the top there, you'll see it's a little bit different um, uh, than you would expect on most Android phones. I'm going to keep going. SIM cards and mobile networks. Wi-Fi, second second network five. And I like the fact here that, that, that Wi-Fi is its own setting. I can't remember where that changed, uh, but it got buried to maybe Android 11, maybe 12. Uh, it got it got taken a level down on stock Android. It's back up here again on the main settings screen. Bluetooth on. Portable hotspot off. 
Portable hotspot. I won't delve into here, but this is quite interesting. Perhaps other phones do this as well, and I've just not noticed. You can decide whether or not it offers Wi-Fi 6, and you can also decide whether it offers a 2.4 gigahertz or a 5 gigahertz connection to your mobile devices. VPN. Connection and sharing. That's where you'll find casting uh, and all the rest of it. I'm going to talk about casting again in a minute. Always on display and lock screen. Display. Sound and vibration. Notifications and control center. Home screen. Wallpaper. Themes. Passwords and security. Safety and emergency. Privacy protection. Battery. Apps. Additional settings. Additional settings is where you're going to find your system settings and your language and input and things like that. So it's not called system settings on here. And indeed, uh, uh, additional settings contains other stuff that's not in uh, uh, system settings on stock. Digital well-being and parental controls. Special features. Special features is quite interestingly uh, interesting. One of the things that made me smile on here is that there is a beautify setting. So if you want to look your best for uh, video calls, you can go in here and beautify yourself. I have no idea what that does, but I think it's quite funny that it exists. Me account, Green 1981. Google. Accounts and sync. Privacy. Location. Services and feedback. And that's it. So a lot of what you see on... Uh, other phones, but also quite a lot of it that's different. Um, what I did find is that it was helpful to install a hidden settings app uh, on uh, MIUI because some of the things that Xiaomi have done are a little bit strange. So you couldn't you couldn't cast using uh, Google Cast by default. Um, it used mirroring, and that was very annoying because my computer keyboard then took over my phone. My phone saw the laptop keyboard as a physical keyboard, meaning, of course, that I wasn't able to control my laptop, which when you're recording demos like this is spectacularly unhelpful. Um, but there is a hidden settings app that I found that is quite good. Um, it enabled me to access the Cast, uh, the Google Cast settings. The other really weird thing that MIUI does by default is it only lets you schedule one do not disturb session per uh, well at all so if you want to have it do not disturb while you're sleeping you can't then have event-based schedules or schedules set at other times i've no idea why anyone thought that was a good idea but happily again with a hidden settings app you can get back to uh, do not disturb and create as many schedules as, as you want and they do all work um, a really weird uh, restriction as I say, I like the fact that Wi-Fi and Bluetooth are easy to get to. I, I like the customization that Hotspot offers. Perhaps, as I say, perhaps other phones do it, and I've just not noticed. But I thought I thought some of that was quite nice. Uh, the power menu is good. Uh, that has various things you might want to access. So it's got airplane mode and silent mode in your power menu, along with uh, restart and power off. But I'm now going to take you back uh, to um, uh, one of the security-based sections and we're going to disable uh, MSA which is a Xiaomi uh, app which will basically ping you a lot of annoying ads but happily we can do something about it but you are going to want to turn this off uh, MSA that's Mike Sierra Alpha so I'm going to go back to the relevant settings category and we're going to go in and get rid of it passwords and security passwords and security Back button out of list. So I've got into passwords and security and we, we want to look for uh, something that talks about revocations Passwords and security. Screen lock. Screen lock on. Row one. Fingerprint unlock on. Column two. Face unlock off. Row two. Column one. Unlock with Bluetooth device off. Column two. Other passwords out of grid. Privacy protection password off. Emergency alerts. 
Emergency souls off. Privacy. Authorization and revocation. Authorization and revocation. This is what we want. Authorization and revocation. Back button. Authorization and revocation. Granted authorization. Your authorization will be revoked after you toggle switches of individual apps. Enlist. Me video. Tick. Tick box. Updater. Tick. Tick box. Security. Tick. Tick box. Msa. Tick. Tick box. MSA. That's what we want. Security is the app I talked about earlier. As I say, it's quite in your face with um, its security uh, uh, prompts and notifications. But MSA is the one we're going to um, untick. And you'll see it puts us on a little timer before we're actually allowed to get rid of it. But I'm going to I'm going to double tap this and we're going to untick it. So effectively, we're going to revoke its authorization. Revoking authorization. After you revoke authorization, the app will stop collecting data and all the related data will be deleted from the servers. This might make the app virtually unusable. Revoke authorization anyway, out of list. Cancel, button. Revoke, zeros, button, disabled. Revoke. So it had a countdown. You heard it say zero seconds. That's because I let it read the information it was going to read. Now I can uh, uh, revoke it. The button is no longer grayed out. Revoking authorization. Zero percent. Progress bar. Revoke authorization successfully. Settings. Back, button. Authorization and revocation. So hopefully now we won't get any silly ads from MSA. I'm going to stop there. I will return to MeUI because there are some other interesting features that I haven't touched on. But that just gives you a little flavor of uh, what's in the MeUI settings and some things that have struck me both about the operating system and the phone. Thanks, Ed. Even though you're not here, we appreciate you sending us that cat UI. Up next, let's move on now to the app of the week. And this week, we're talking about the app of the week in the way of an app called AppDash. And now, here's AppDash. Hi. For episode 114 of the Blind Android Users podcast, this is demonstrating an app called AppDash. A-P-P-D-A-S-H. For today's demonstration, I am utilizing my Pixel 7 Pro running Android 14 DP1, that's Developer Preview 1. In the way of the speech engine, I am using the Google Speech Services. Let me take a minute or two and talk about AppDash, what it is and what it isn't. So AppDash is a file manager, but yet with a difference with a little bit of a twist. This is more synonymous to the likes of Skit and somehow resembling Boundo in another aspect. However, it's totally different. So this app will give you the ability not only to see what your app is, but also the ability to tag it, to extract, and do all kinds of stuff. That's what AppDash is. There's so much about this app that I can talk about, but because of time constraints and all of that, I am just basically giving you a quick overview, a tour of the app. I am on my home screen now and will now navigate my way to AppDash, whose icon I have right here. Here is AppDash. AppDash. I'll tap here to activate. AppDash. Notifications. Notification permission is needed for backup and restore services. Showing items 1 to 5 of 384. The first thing we heard was that notification is needed and all of that. 
Now, before I go into it, though, let me take you through the UI, what is available and where it is. At the very top, as I always do, I want to start there from the top and work my way down. Here's what we got. 380 apps, 348 user apps, 32 system apps. We are told that I have a total of 380-some apps or user apps, that is, apps that I had installed, and then some 32 system apps. Moving my way down, we got... 7-day trial, day 1 of 7. After the 7-day free trial ends, you must purchase AppDash to continue using it. So in essence, this app would give you full access to the app, but within a week, you have to either subscribe to one of the uh, subscription models or you can buy it right out. And now walking our way down, we hear... Allow notifications button. Allow notifications right there in the middle. And below that... New and updated apps. We have a header that says new and updated apps. In other words, the apps that I had just recently updated. And here are some of those apps that I just recently updated. I'll just look at a few of them. Recorder, updated, 9 hours ago, in list. Calendar, updated, 10 hours ago. Gboard, updated, 10 hours ago. Now, I could go on and on, and it will show me all of the apps that were recently updated. Now, that is the default, and that follows the tab at the very bottom. At the bottom... There are five tabs, and the one on the left is Explore, and that's what we're getting all this from. Moving my finger below the recently updated apps, we got... Screen time. Usage access is needed to view this card, out of list. We have a card that says Screen Time, and you need to give it permission in order to be able to see that. Moving our way down... Allow usage access button. You could tap on that to allow access. Moving down. Storage, 10% used, 512 gigabytes total, used, 47.95 gigabytes, free, 464 gigabytes. Showing items 2 to 5 of 11. It says 10% used because I had just installed my Android 14 developer preview 1 and... I haven't backed up all the files that I backed up onto my computer. And so I have plenty of room here. Moving down. Details button. Details, that is, if I tap Media here, control, I'll see YouTube, the details of that storage. Moving down. Unused apps. Usage access is needed to view this card in list. The next card is unused apps and usage Access is needed in order to see those. And below that we got... Allow usage access button. Allow usage access. Moving on down. Analyze or install. Open an APK, APKS, Zanpiker APKM file. That one will have to do with analyzing of APKs and things like that. Moving on. Choose a file button. Showing you could choose an APK to analyze and examine such an APK. That's the last card. 
And now at the bottom, we have some five tabs. As I indicated earlier, the first tab at the bottom left is the Explorer, which by default we are viewing. I'll put my finger down and go from left to right, starting from the bottom left, where we find Explore. Explore, tab, selected, one of five. There is Explore, and we're already in Explore. Moving to the right. Apps, tab, two of five. We hear apps, so if you tab here, you'll see all of your apps that you can either do whatever you want with them. For example, you want to extract the APK, or you want to uninstall, or whatever it is that you want to do with the app, or share your app lists. This is where you will tab to manage all of that. We'll come back to it for a little example. Let's move to the right. Tags, tab, three of five. Here is tags. So apps that you have tagged will be in this tab. Moving to the right, we got backups, tab four or five. Backups. And this will be where all the apps that you've extracted or backed up will be found. Moving to the right, we got tools, tab five or five. We got tools, five or five. As I indicated earlier, we're not going to be going into each and every one of these, as it could be a very, very lengthy demonstration. Rather, I leave it up to you so you could go in on your own and explore this. However, I want to show you a couple of these tabs, most especially the Apps tab and the Tools. And since I am already sitting on the Tools tab, why not begin with the Tools? I'll tap here to activate. Tools. Selected. I have tapped on Tools, and now, starting from the top, let's look at what Tools has. Starting from the top, here's what we got. Theme. Follow system. The first item here says Theme, and it's following my system default. So whatever system default you have, whether you have dark or light, that's what it will follow, and you could tap here to change. Moving down. Language. Follow system. Language. Follow system. In other words, whatever your system default, the language of your system default is, it follows that default. Moving down. Icon quality. Medium default. Icon quality. It's medium by default. Moving on down. Refresh app icons. Refresh app icons. Moving down. App list. Heading. Now we come across a heading that says app list heading. Below that we've got. Summary and app list. Package name. Summary and app list. And by default it says package name. If that's not what you want, when you tap here, you could choose what you want. For example, you could choose to show you the version and all of that. Moving on down. Show non-launchable apps. Switch off. Show non-launchable apps. And by default, is switched off. You can tap on that to turn it on if you want to see apps that cannot be launched. Next, we got... Download Play Store info. Switch off. Download Play Store info. In other words, if you turn this on, it will show you the Play Store info 
of the app in question. Moving on next. Tags, heading. We come to the tags heading, and below the tags heading, we got the following. Auto tag apps, switch, off. You could tap on this or turn this on to automatically tag your apps. By default, this is not turned on. Moving on down, we got... Backups, heading. We got the backups heading. And below that, here's what we got. Device name, Pixel 7 Pro. We hear device name, Pixel 7 Pro. And below that... Manage backup locations. Manage the backup location. So in other words, we are backing it up onto the Pixel 7 Pro and we could manage the backup location. Below that, Max backups per app, unlimited. Max backup per app, unlimited. You could tap here if you want to limit how much of a data you want to backup. And that's the last item under tools. Now, I talked about going to the apps area and that would be the last one in this quick tour so now i'll tap on the second tab at the bottom from the left and that will be apps apps tab two of five in list five items i'll tap here apps selected tapping on apps and starting from the top basically what we are going to be seeing is a list of my apps. No, I'm not going to go through my apps and show you all that I have 300 plus of these. However, I just want to show you what it does when we select an app, for example. I'll put down my finger at random and whichever one I find, I'm going to long press on it to bring up the toolbars near the top. Jenny Voice English US Voxygen.tts Jenny version. I found something called Jenny Voice from the Voxygen guys. I'm going to double tab and hold. And that is selected. It didn't tell me selected, but it is selected. Now near the top, I'm going to start from the top left and going right. At the very top left, we got the following. One. We hear one, meaning I have selected one app. That's that Jenny voice. Moving to the right of that, we hear... Deselect all button. Deselect all. Moving right. Tags button. Set tags for selected apps. Tags. I could set a tag for those apps that I've selected. In this case, I only have one, which is Jenny, and I could tag it. To the right of that. Share list of apps button. Share list of apps. So in other words... I could be sharing the list of the apps that I've selected. Or if I've selected all of them, I could export the list of those apps. To the right of that, we got... Backup. Button. Backup selected apps. Backup. Backup the selected apps or selected app. In this case, we only have one. To the right of that... Uninstall. Button. Uninstall selected apps. Uninstall uninstall selected apps and to the right more button we have a more button if i tap on more for example pop-up window sort and filter in list we have sort and filter moving down select all i could choose to select all that means selecting all the apps that are being shown on the screen below that we got 
Invert selection. Invert the selection or... Help. We got the help as the last item here. I'm going to go back. App dash. Let's try to back up. I'm going to tap on backup. Backup. Button. Backup. Please choose a location to store your backups. Internal storage. Enlist. Tapping on backup, we heard a dialogue asking us to choose the location that we would like to backup this file or APK or file to. And we heard internal location or Google Drive. Google Drive or SMB. SMB, if I'm going to be using SMB to transfer it to some other place, or cancel button. We out cancel. Of list. I'm not interested in backing this up, so I will tap on cancel. App dash backup. And now, before I bring this demonstration to a close, I want to tap back on that Explorer and see how much this app will cost be it a monthly subscription, one time purchase and so forth. Let's tap on that Explore. Explore, tab, select, select. There we go. Now, near the top, there's going to be that buy. Seven day trial, day one of seven. After the seven day free trial ends, you must purchase app dash, close, button. Buy now, button. Here is buy now, I tap. App dash, navigate up, button. Tapping on buy now, here's what we got. Choose a plan. We have choose a plan, and below that, each plan gives you full access to all features on all your devices. Moving down, monthly subscription, USD 99 cents per month button. That's a monthly subscription for one dollar nine, or basically 99 cents, basically one dollar. Below that, annual subscription, USD four dollars and 99 cents per year button. Annual subscription is $5, $4.99. Moving down. Lifetime purchase. Lifetime purchase. USD $9.99 per one-time purchase button. And there's the last one. That's the one-time purchase of $9.99, basically $10. And that's AppDash. I really like the app and I'll be purchasing the AppDash. Thanks for listening. That was the demonstration of AppDash. Next, we have John's highlights on TalkBack, and therefore we're moving on to the TalkBack highlights. Here is TalkBack highlights. Welcome back to our series, TalkBack highlights. Today's installment will be number 54 and we'll be covering containers navigation, which was introduced in TalkBack 13.1. The best way to describe what a container is is to just call it a section of an app. So if you're familiar with landmarks on websites, TalkBack can navigate by landmarks on websites. So for example, if there's a navigation portion of a website or a menu, at the top, that's usually its own landmark. And you can navigate by landmark to switch between those sections of the web page. Containers are very similar, but this is 
in Android apps because Android apps don't have landmarks. So I'm on my home screen now and I'm just going to put an app in focus. eBay. Okay, so I'm on the eBay app right now. If I swipe Amazon shopping, I can swipe back and forth eBay. between my apps. So all these icons on the home screen are in one container. So if I swipe with four fingers to the right, this is the default gesture for skipping to the next container. It will take me down to my dock. So I'm going to do that. Phone. So now it went to my dock. Messages. Gmail. So Messages. I can swipe Phone. between the items on my dock. And if I swipe to the left with four fingers. Lookout. Sleepic. Roborock. Nest. Roborock. It takes me back down to my regular home screen. If I swipe left again, home. it actually puts the background in focus or what you could consider a blank part of the home screen. So from here, I can go through the actions. Apps list, wallpaper and widgets, home settings. To do all the actions that come with having the actual home screen in focus. So I'm going to swipe. Monday, January 30, phone. Back down to my dock. Messages. Gmail. I'm going to open Gmail. Mail. Search in mail. Search in mail. Inbox. Now you'll notice I'm on the search in mail portion. If I swipe to the right with four fingers. Inbox. It takes me to the inbox. So from here I can swipe through my items. Unread. Netflix. A new device is using your account. Please review who's using your Netflix account. John M. So I just stopped that, but so I can continue to swipe through my messages like normal. But if I go to the next container, compose button, that's the compose button. So it's the floating button near the bottom, right? To get directly to that from your messages, you simply move to the next container and then the container after that. Selected mail, more than 99 new notifications, tab mail, 100 new notifications are the tabs at the bottom. Meet tab. So I'll give you one more example. I'm going to open Netflix. Open Netflix. Netflix. So here I'm in the Netflix application. Romantic Ginny and Georgia button. And you'll notice that when you swipe through items in a specific category, Gilmore Girls, button. Heartstopper, button. It'll just stay in that same section and it won't let you out if you're swiping. So in order to get to the next section, you could use container navigation. Trending now, heading. So now it's on trending now. That 90s show, button. The Crown, button. Firefly Lane, button. So that's just another example of how to... Use containers to get between sections of an app that you would not normally be able to get directly to just by swiping left or right between items. Because each section could go on indefinitely or for a very long time. So now I'm going to show you 
how to add containers to your granularities or reading controls if you would rather do it that way. Because swiping with four fingers is not the easiest gesture to perform. Now obviously you can assign this to any gesture you want because that's a feature of TalkBack. But I'm going to show you just how to add it to your reading control. So you'll open TalkBack menu. TalkBack menu. TalkBack settings. Go to TalkBack settings. TalkBack settings. Navigate up. Button. Characters. Speech rate. Links. Controls. Headings. I'm going to navigate by headings. Audio. Heading. Controls. Heading. Once you get to controls, swipe to the right three times. Customize focus indicator. Customize gestures. Customize menus. Go to customize menus. Customize talkback menu. To use the talkback menu, tap the screen with three fingers. Customize reading controls. To use the reading controls, swipe left or right with three fingers. You can also swipe up or down with three fingers. So this is what you're going to select. Spell check. Jump between misspelled words. Checked. Check box. So I'm going to scroll down a page. Headings. Jump between he Windows. Jump to other windows, like volume control. Containers. Exit out of a container, like when you are in a list or grid. Not checked. Check box. So I'm going to... This is unchecked, so I'm going to check this. Checked. And now containers will be in my reading controls, so... If you'd rather navigate that way, you can. So this concludes this installment of TalkBack Highlights. Thank you for listening. Thank you so much, John, for continuing with the TalkBack Highlights. And I appreciate you uh, helping me out. Yeah, no problem. Thank you, man. And now to close the episode for today, we now move on to our Android journey story. And indeed, it's one of my favorite or rather my most favorite segment of the episode. And I wish that we have more and more people like Ken who would come and talk about their Android journey stories. And now here's our friend Ken to talk about his Android journey story. Ken, the floor is all yours, my man. All right. Thank you very much. Hey guys, my name is Ken. Uh, for those that are watching, I come from, again, I come from the state of Texas and I just got my first Android phone in December of last year for Christmas, actually. But that doesn't warm my Android journey. That's not where my Android journey starts. It actually starts house and they actually had an android phone over there someone at someone's house had an android phone i don't really know uh it was back in like 2011 2012 or i don't know either that or no it was you know what i take it back it was some family member that i think it was my uncle that had an android phone back then in like 2008 or 9, it was like one of those, it was a touchscreen. I don't, I don't remember which one, but it had a case on it. I didn't know about screen readers at the time. 
my first time didn't come until a little later, but I'll get to that. So back to that part where I said, I thought that's where it started in like 2013. Well, it kind of did in 2013 start, but I didn't like I, I felt a Samsung phone for the first time. Uh, the home button, you know, when the older Android phones, it had an oblong button. Well, uh, that's where I felt. I felt on the bottom. There was an oblong button. Mostly, it was either plastic or, I don't know, it might have been plastic or metal. Uh, the button was. I don't know. But my Android journey basically starts with me feeling the Android phone. That's where it basically starts. Um, another family member, uh, since they knew I was blind, they found an app on their Android phone that at the time, like at the time of uh, when it was available, it was an app that would let you know that, uh, that it would, I don't know, it would take, it would. I guess try and so uh, try and show someone's face. You would try and, I guess, detect someone's face, and as it does it, it would make a certain sound to indicate that it was that uh, person. It's kind of hard to hard to uh, uh, it's kind of hard to describe, but it's an it was an app made for blind people that this person downloaded. However, I didn't know Android itself had a screen reader until about 2014 or 2015. So I looked on YouTube, right? I was looking on YouTube, and I had an iPhone at the time in like 2015. I had the iPhone 6. I, I looked on YouTube, and it's like, let me look up talkback videos. It was either 2015 or 2016, somewhere around there. And I found a video where it talked about um, the screen reader on Android. And I was like, let me listen to this. And then it sounded all weird. And then, like, it was kind of weird that talkback sounded like that. And when I went to other videos, my grandpa at the time, I think, had an Android phone. and. Uh, I think it was like the like the S8, like in like 2017 or 18. I don't know. But it was sometime around that. And I was gonna make an attempt to look at a to look at uh you know a screen reader on an Android phone. Well that really didn't happen. But what really did happen though was I had one one person from my family had a Note 4, uh, the Galaxy Note 4. And so I had them turn on TalkBack, and I was like, I can't really hear it. And they just turned it off because they didn't want it on their phone at the time. That's, that's actually proof that TalkBack was available on a Samsung phone before voice assistant took over. After that, in 2017, 
someone that was helping me at a recreation center uh, turned on, like, got a screen reader. I think it was, uh, I think it was Shine Plus, if you ever heard of that. Um, yes, there was Shine Plus. Um, I think that Shine Plus came through, mm, I want to say maybe 2017. Or was it even in 2016? I don't remember. I still have the APK, by the way. I really like that screen reader. It was beautiful, but a little bit convoluted. Now, fast forward to like 2018, I was in a typing class. And I heard someone's Android phone go off. And it was a message to someone Someone was reading off a message or something. And I was like, that's cool. So I got to hear talk back again in person. And it was like, oh, wow. Like, that's a pretty cool thing that blind people can use Android. And I was like, I wasn't like, I never, I never said blind people couldn't use Android. It just at the time wasn't as good as it is now. But that was one time. Now to get to my actual experience with Android, this is where it really starts. I was late to the party. Let me tell you, late. So my first Android device, get ready for this. It was the RCA Voyager 3 Android tablet. It was less than $50, had 960 megabytes of RAM, and... 16 bytes of internal storage. But anyways, I looked at the tablet. I liked the tablet. I liked the Google Now launcher. It was a great launcher. Uh, I I liked uh, the Play Store. To tell you the truth, my... My Android experience really didn't kick off until 2019. That's why I said that this is where I actually started doing Android. So I bought the tablet myself, by the way. I bought it from Walmart, and it was something that someone recommended a little bit, kind of. And I was like, hmm, let me just get myself involved in Android real quick, uh, because I never really got into Android, really. And I was like, uh, I mean, come to find out this thing doesn't have accessibility out of the box. You have to actually set it up and then you'll get your accessibility. It doesn't have accessibility at the start, which is bad. I mean, sure, starting with the Nexus 7 tablet or whatever, you could set up an Android device with TalkBack but it's for like the more known brands, I think. Tell us, uh, Ken, about some of the challenges that you faced. Uh, of course, you, you've indicated uh, the difficulty of not being able to start TalkBack on your own. And then you are now on a new phone. Uh, tell us, what phone do you have? What phone did you get for Christmas that is now your Android device? Well, first of all, let me go ahead and answer the 
uh, let me just go ahead and answer, uh, well, reply to the first comment. Getting accessibility on that RCA Voyager tablet was not an easy task. I had to have sighted assistance to get me through the setup, and they had to go through the settings to even get it to turn on. And I didn't even have the shortcut on. And there was a problem when I installed something like another speech synthesizer. I tried to get another speech synthesizer onto that Android device. But there was a tablet that I got last year for my birthday last year that completely solved all my problems. It was a Samsung Galaxy Tab A7, and I still got it today, but it's the better one of the two Android devices that I've tried. But I was able to set that up, no problem. Just like an iPhone or iPad or an Android phone. And speaking of which, my first Android phone that I've tried was the Samsung Galaxy A13, but I made the mistake of getting it from Amazon. I didn't buy it, which someone else did, but I'm, I made the mistake of uh, getting it from Amazon, and it didn't work with my carrier, so we ended up taking it back, and I was like, all right, I'm using the iPhone until, uh, until I get an Android phone. And then I... Uh, Actually, my dad was the one that bought the current phone that I'm using now, which is the Samsung Galaxy A53. And yeah, there are certain uh, shortcomings with it, like vocalizer crashing twice. Once when I was using the link, uh, the the link to PC or whatever, link to Windows app, and once when I was trying to go look for more YouTube videos. Going back, I have had shortcomings with like Android in particular, like for example, that one tablet, the RCA one, had Android 7.1.2 and yeah, that was completely out of date by today's standards. Android 7, I think, came out in what, 2016? And it was 2020 by the time it got the last update. And I was like, okay, this is not good. I do not have any more updates past what I got. I got very few updates. The support for that tablet was weak. What I mean is the amount of updates you get. And it was kind of weird. I know I'm jumping all over the place, but uh, I just wanted to tell you that, you know, switching screen readers was a pain. I tried commentary. Not a very good fit for me. At least, well, when you have, like, like, I don't know. But I tried commentary. I have it actually on my, on that tablet right now, but I don't really use it. So it's technically useless to me now. And the fact that 
that that one in general it was cheap anyway. I don't see the point in using it. But anyways, like I said, switching screen readers was a pain. Suspending or turning off talkback was not something I could easily do. Because I thought you could turn it off another way, but that Tab H7 that I got last year made it a lot easier. Wonderful. Now, talking about your Galaxy A53, outside of your vocalizer crashing sometimes or maybe something happening with YouTube, uh, what are your general feelings about your A53? Is it something you like or are you sending it back home to mama, uh, like I like to say, or is she a keeper? Well, I mean, every operating system has its problems. iOS has its problems. Windows has its problems. And if you haven't seen the operating micro, if you haven't seen in the Telegram group where I put something in the Microsoft Windows and other operating systems channel, I actually tried out Linux and I like it a little bit. But the point is, Android is, well, it's Android, all right? It's nothing, it's not, oh, um, this OS is terrible. I'm sending it back after a month. No, I've had it for over a month. The speakers actually sound better than on the iPhone 12 that I had. And yes, I've been through several, several iPhones, including the iPhone 6, 7, 8, and the 12. Now, so though, uh, before yeah. we close, though, uh, do you have any other word for anyone jumping into Android or testing the waters of Android? You know, if the Samsung Galaxy Player was still a thing, I would say get that. But if, you may be wondering how I found out about that. That's probably something for another time. I'll probably do it on my own channel of how I found out about that. But if the Samsung Galaxy player was a thing, I would say jump to an MP3 player to get it to get you started. I hear the the A306 is a good uh cheap MP3 player made by Sony. Wonderful. Well thank you so much, Ken. And like I said, this is one of my favorite uh segments because everybody's experience is different and hence the reason why I like this Android Journey stories. Yeah. And thank you so much, Ken, for coming to talk about your Android Journey story. And folks, unless someone has a question for Ken, I think we'll be bringing this baby to a close. So people to locate us, they can email us with their questions or feedback or comments or recording submissions to contact us at blindandroidusers.com. They can browse our website, blindandroidusers.com. Check out our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash blindandroidusers. Subscribe to our mailing list, blindandroidusers, plus subscribe at groups.io. The links for Telegram and Twitter Clubhouse will be in the show notes with all the other links. So that is it from us this week. Well, folks, that concludes this week's episode. And again, we do want to thank you for joining us. In other words, listening to us. And again, 
Austin wants you to drag us over that finishing line by bringing us up to 1,000 subscribers on our YouTube channel. And before we close, Austin will tell you a way of how to get hold of us. And from me, it's goodbye. Goodbye. Bye, everyone. Bye, gosh. Thanks for listening to another clip from the Blind Android Users channel. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you're notified of every new material that we upload. Thanks again for listening to the Blind Android Users channel.